Good morning, my friend. I hope you're doing well. And Dr. Lee Warren here with you for Self Brain Surgery Saturday. It's going to be a great day here out on the river. We got some college football coming up. Auburn's playing Texas A&M. Hope your team wins today. If you're into sports, if you're not, hope everybody has fun today. Hey, hope you have a good kind of a down day. Saturday, Sunday, some someday on the weekend, it's a great opportunity to reset your mind. That's why God gave us the concept of Sabbath. Like you're supposed to take a day to recreate. So I hope today or tomorrow, someday, that you set aside to just let your spirit rest. Let your mind rest. There's, there's too much work. There's too much striving. There's too much ceasing. And God says, hey, cease striving and know that I'm God. Calm yourself down. Listen, recreate, rest a little bit. It's time to do that. It's good for your brain. Trust me, I'm a doctor. <laughs> hey, today we're going to recap season eight. This is the first episode of season nine of the podcast. All the new listeners, welcome aboard. I'm so glad that you're here. Um, interestingly, podcast reached number one in Bolivia and Turkey last week. Isn't that crazy? Number one in the Christian section. So welcome to all the listeners out there in Bolivia and Turkey and all the other places around the world where you're listening. We are grateful to have you here on this journey as we become healthier and feel better and try to find our way back to hope and happiness after these massive things happen by unlocking the power of neuroscience and our brains smashing together. And friend, if you're ready to make some of those big changes, if you're ready to get after it, today we're going to end Season 8. We're going to continue what we're doing in September. We've got something specific specific happening in September. We're going to continue that, talk about it, recap it, remind ourselves what's going on in September. And we're going to begin Season 9 with a whole new focus. And really the bottom line for you and for me here on Self Brain Surgery Saturday is there's just one question. You know what it is? Let me ask it to you. Hey, are you ready to change your life? If the answer is yes, there's only one rule. You have to change your mind first. And my friend, there's a place where the neuroscience of how your mind works smashes together with faith and everything starts to make sense. Are you ready to change your life? Well, this is the place, Self-Brain Surgery School. I'm Dr. Lee Warren, and this is where we go deep into how we're wired, take control of our thinking, and find real hope. This is where we learn to become healthier, feel better, and be happier. This is where we leave the past behind and transform our minds. This is where we start today. Are you ready? This is your podcast. This is your place. This is your time, my friend. Let's get after it. How about that? <laughs> Let's get after it. Hey, listen, season eight, I told you I was going to give you 100 doses of hope. And I hope we've done that. We had some great episodes. We talked about neuroscience and faith. And we had stories of hope from regular people. And we had some remarkable, highly successful, world-leading kind of people to tell us their stories of hope and how they found their way and how they found their feet and how God's been faithful to them. We had some everyday hope episodes with normal people like you and me. And all along the way, we had some incredible conversations and some credible insights into how our God has wired our brains to help us manage the hard things that come along with life, be more resilient, solve the issues that life throws at us and find our way back to hope and happiness by using the treatment plan of which, of course, Hope is the first dose. I hope you've read my new book. If it hasn't found its way to you yet, check your local library. Get it anywhere books are sold. I think Hope is the first dose will really be helpful to you. 
Today, I just want to take a second to go back and recap two of my very favorite moments from season eight of the podcast. Um, thank you for your patience, by the way, as we've changed providers. We went from Substack to Transistor. Substack was great for the show. Substack was great for my newsletter. We switched in September. In fact, it was a year ago today, September 23rd, because yesterday was Tata's 85th birthday. So if you want to say hi, happy birthday to Tata, Dennis McDonald and the number one, Dennis McDonald one at gmail.com. You can shoot him an email. You can send it to me, Lee at drleewarren.com if you want to say happy birthday, Tata. And we'll be back this week with a brand new Tuesdays with Tata. He's back from San Antonio. We're back here on the river. He's had a few days to process the fact that Harvey and Lewis aren't here anymore. It's been really hard. Almost two weeks ago, we lost Harvey and Lewis, the super pups. And if you've been listening for a long time, you've heard them on the show. They love to come get in my lap when we were trying to record, which is not as fun as it sounds because there's 85, 90-pound German short-haired pointers that want to sit in your lap like they're chihuahuas or something, but they uh, they love to get up in your lap. They love to be in the middle of the podcast, and so there are lots of episodes in the past where you can hear Harvey and Lewis making an entrance or an exit, and it's just not the same around here without them, but thank you for all the, the cards and notes and emails and, and just uh, wishes, uh, well wishes for us. We appreciate it, and, and we're doing good, but Tata got back from San Antonio, and it's very different here on the river without the boys, and so Anyway, he's ready to go. We got Tuesdays with Tata coming up. He had a great 85th birthday. We had a good time together, and we're excited um, for season nine and what comes next. Today, I wanted to give you two of my very favorite moments from season eight of the 100 Doses of Hope. Here's the first one. Hayden Brogep is a paramedic, ICU nurse um, from Indiana. His dad, Mark Brogep, wrote the book Dark Clouds, Deep Mercies, which turned out to be one of the most helpful books on processing grief and lament, the prayers of lament. How do you talk to God when you're hurting? Um, Using the Psalms as an example. Don't ever forget that the Bible gives us permission and example of how to talk to God when you're hurting. It's okay to tell God that you're upset. It's okay to say, what are you doing, God? Even Jesus did it. My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? And by the way, he was quoting a Psalm when he said that. So one-third of the psalms are psalms of lament. We have it in Jeremiah. We have it in Job. We have it in Daniel. We have it all over the Bible. Lamentations. We have the idea that it's okay to tell God when you're hurting. Well, Mark reached out to me and said, hey, my son Hayden has an incredible story, and I think he would be a great guest for your podcast. It turned out to be a wonderful talk. And here's a little clip of something Hayden and I talked about. So give us just a short word for the person who's just now in the thick of it or just now realizing how bad their massive thing was and what they've gone through. So what's next? What should somebody do tomorrow from your perspective when they're hurting really from this kind of reeling from this injury that they've suffered? There is a safety hold in that, um, in, in spiritual disciplines that will keep you grounded, but then have someone to talk to that understands you or over a period of time can get to understand you and then hopefully can share some wisdom with you. Uh, To me, those two things are probably are are what are most helpful uh, for me um, when when I have encountered those big major events in life. Wow. Amen. I got to tell you, this is your first podcast. The future is bright, my friend. You handle yourself well. (laughs) You're very uh, thoughtful about what you've been through and uh, people are going to be blessed by it. 
isn't that great? Young man, he's got his head on straight, obviously, um, knows what's going on with his own heart and spirit. And it's, it was just an incredible conversation. My other favorite clip, I think, from season eight was Susie Larson. She's been on the show twice now, um, been so kind and so um, helpful to me. She's a real believer in the message behind Hope is the First Dose, and she has just incredibly graciously shared her platform and her reach with me um, and lots of you uh, folks listening out there across the world came from Susie Larson so if you're one of those folks I would love to hear from you I, I love to find out how people found the show um, and it's just it's fun to hear from you Leah Dr. Lee here's from something Susie said that's one of my very favorite moments from season eight on the show you said <laughs> a renewed mind and this is where we're going to get into self-brain surgery because you, we're always telling our people you can't change your life until you change your mind. That's what Romans 12, 2 is about. And you said a renewed mind and a faith perspective will only take you as far as your capacity to know and believe that God really is good. Susie, that preaches. Like, let, let me hear you talk about that for a minute. You have to know and believe that God really is good. Boy, again, I feel like I'm the poster child for all the ways to do that wrong in those early years and for good reason there was a point i had a pretty massive relapse eight years ago but it was really devastating to me and at first it was looked like lyme it was acting like lyme and i'm a talk radio host and i was getting my words mixed up my tongue was going numb i forgot how to spell it was serious problems and i was getting to a point where i was bracing for impact and i didn't really attribute that to a mistrust of god and a friend of mine said to me she said susie when you think about god if your default response isn't this surely goodness or mercy follow me only goodness and mercy follow me all the days of my life if that's not your default response when you think about god she said something in you needs to be healed and something in your mind needs to be renewed and lee i really did think that was an acceptable posture because of the unpredictable disease. But it really, if you dig deeper, it was a mistrust of God. And I started to look and I thought, oh my goodness, I really deep inside am disappointed in God. I'm really hurt that he allowed this. And there was one day I was crying out to him. I'm preaching the word back to him going, hope deferred <laughs> makes the heart sick. And he's look it up. So I looked it up and the word deferred, you probably already know this, is a verb. It's an action word. So I'm trying to tell him the reason my heart is sick is because my hope is deferred. And deferred is a choice we make. It's like deferring a payment. And I was so completely humbled and confronted and I had to repent. And I will just tell you, the enemy is always accusing God, always building a case against God. And there will be no healing or flourishing until you get this right, that he is good, that he is for you. So even when he moves in and confronts you, there's no condemnation on it. There's no humiliation on it. There's a humble invitation that invites you to heal because you'll only be your best self in light of who, seeing him for who he is. Wow. That, that'll preach all day right there. How about that, right? I'll let this music take you out of that thought for just a second. Okay, so we got to the end of season eight, right? We did all these doses of hope. And then we got to season nine, and season nine is going to go a little deeper, a lot deeper, into the neuroscience of what happens when we get our brains under control versus what happens when trauma hits our brain. Okay, but before we jump into season nine, I want to just remind you what we're doing in September. September, I said, we're going to make 30 good decisions. We're going to look at the fact that if you're listening to a podcast about mind change, you're listening to a show that's about 
changing some things in your life so you get to some other place. And that means that you're at a place that you don't want to stay, right? We all get to this place in life and we say, gosh, things would be a little better if, I would be happier if, I would feel better if, I would become healthier if, right? But what got you to this place where you're saying I would be if won't get you to the place that you want to go. You have to realize that, that the things you don't choose to change, you are choosing to keep, right? If we don't change it, we're keeping it. And on the neuroscience side, on the, on the neuroscience side, the way that your brain works, it's actually true. What you're doing, you're getting better at. You're teaching your brain to be better at. You're making synapses to more hardwire that thought process, that decision-making, that habit, that pattern that has gotten you here will continue and get stronger. I told you the other day, these incredible neuroscience studies have shown using functional MRI, that parts of the brain can get 22% bigger with just 30 days of mindfulness meditation, of directed meditation, can improve your emotional resility, that resilience circuits and the parts of your brain that are involved in handling hard things by 22% with just 30 days of thinking differently about it. Learning to calm your mind, learning to be careful with how you think and how you respond to your thinking. And that's not even with adding the spiritual element. Remember what I've told you before. Dan Harris and the and the mindfulness meditation folks have said, okay, just strip away all that religious stuff and just learn how to put a little space in your brain between the things that you think about and the way that you react to them, and you'll be about 10% happier. And that turns out to be true. You can get a little happier by just thinking about your thinking a little bit, just putting some space in there. And neuroscience has shown us clearly now, like I just mentioned, with mindfulness meditation and learning how to to sort of think about your thoughts and and create better pathways and do some thought hygiene and, and learn some techniques for creating new synapses, you can become significantly happier. You, your brain can become significantly more resilient, and you can get a lot better at handling the hard things that come along in your life without any sort of spiritual implication at all, without without believing in God or without praying or any of those those things. You can actually get better. You can make your brain better. God gave us gifts, and he doesn't just apply them to the people who follow him. Jesus said it himself, the sun shines on the just and the unjust. The rain falls on the just and the unjust. None of us get to avoid the massive things, but also all of us get the sunshine and the green grass in some ways, right? So you can use your brain to get better and you can control it and make your life feel better and become healthier and be happier without following your creator at all or not even believing in him. But I believe that we can become infinitely happier if you want to think about it that way infinitely more resilient infinitely more able to handle massive things infinitely more hopeful infinitely better at being resilient and and dealing with life and helping other people like we talked about a couple of days ago if we understand that our brain and our mind are the software and hardware interface between us and our creator and the creator communicates to us through our minds resides there and helps us to have our lives that are truly almost limitlessly better. And why is it important Do I say that? Because when your son gets stabbed to death or your husband gets glioblastoma and dies or the bottom falls out of your business and and the world goes crazy, you're not going to be 10% sadder. You're not going to be 10 or 20 or 30% less hopeful than you were. You're going to feel almost infinitely hopeless. These massive things, when the when the bottom falls out of your life, friend, you will feel just like this woman that sent me the card the other day. She said, there's some days I don't even think about living. I saw a woman in the hall the other day 
who just had her, you could see, shoulders shrugged, head forward. She just looked defeated. And I said, hey, I don't really know her that well, but I said, hey, are you okay? And she said, no, honestly, Doc, I wasn't even sure I wanted to get out of bed and come to work today. I'm not even sure I want to be alive today. And we had a long conversation. She's not suicidal. She just basically has gone through a lot. She's had some hard things, and she's at the end of her rope. That's more than 10% hopeless. It takes more than 10% happier to overcome that, right? And so that's what season nine is going to look like. Season nine is going to be about the neuroscience of how we build brains to become untouchables. If you haven't read Hope is the First Dose yet, you need to get it. I talk about four different ways that we respond to trauma and tragedy and massive things. And one of the groups is called untouchables. Another group is called climbers. Another group is called dippers. We're all probably, hopefully, in that climber or dipper group. But we want to be moving towards that untouchable space where nothing that happens in your life can steal your heart. Nothing can crush your future. Nothing can knock you off your feet because you're on this road and the life that we want is at the end of that road. And we're trying to be happy and hopeful and and peaceful and, and resilient while we're on the road. Okay. So that's where we're heading in season nine, deep dive into all of that kind of stuff. But before we go, I just wanted to remind you a little bit about September, okay? September, we're changing our minds. We're saying what got me here won't get me there. And we're saying, hey, try something and and give it enough time to see if it works before we give up on it. Don't say, hey, I really want to do this and then do it once and then not do it the next day. That's not how you build neural circuits, okay? That's not how you build patterns and synapses that will help you move forward. Directed neuroplasticity is the science of taking new neurons and making new synapses with them by changing how we think about what we want out of our own lives. Okay? That's the science. And the fact is you are changing your brain, like we just talked about a while ago, whether you do it actively or not. Your brain is wiring circuits all the time. So you either become better at not taking charge of your brain, at, at reinforcing the patterns that you've always had, or you become better at, at handling it yourself and taking charge of your own thinking. And the most important thing in your whole life in, in terms of your physical body is your brain and your mind. Why would you not want to be in control of that? Why would you not want to be the CEO of your own brain, Right. You don't get to be in charge of everything in your life. There's lots of things you can't control, but you can control what happens on the six-inch battlefield between your ears. And again, we say it all the time. Don't hear me saying, if you're struggling, if you're really having a problem, if you're having major depression or anxiety or suicidal thoughts, get some help, okay? I'm not saying this is all about you. I'm not saying you have to do it all yourself. I'm saying make a decision to make it better no matter what that takes, okay? Prayer, meditation, Therapy, counselor, chaplain, pastor, friend, coworker, spouse, somebody can help you. And you are in charge of your own brain. The CEO of the hospital doesn't go and sweep the floors by himself every day. Sometimes he does if he's a good leader. But he's got people to help him do the things that need to be done to move the organization forward. And you need to get the help that you need. Okay, It'll start with your spirit. The Holy Spirit will help you. Sometimes he helps you by reminding you that you need other people to help you too. Okay? We talked about the fact that life is like a a series of dominoes stacked up, and sometimes we can feel like we're in the middle or the end of that domino, and all these things that are happening around us are taking us out, and we don't have any control. We're just, just standing there waiting for the stack of dominoes to knock us over, right? 
And I said, let's change that around. Let's become the first domino. Let's become the one that goes first. It says, this is how my day's going to go. This is how my week's going to go. Yes, there's going to be unexpected things. Yes, there's going to be stuff that comes up. Yes, there's going to be massive things. Absolutely, that will happen. But I'm in control of how I react and how I respond. Nobody else is coming to change your mind for you, friend. If you're tired of being frustrated, if you're tired of saying, why is everything so hard all the time? You get there, you change that by deciding that you are going to be in control of your own emotional state. You are going to be in control of how you think and how you react. And no one can take that from you. That's how you find real freedom. Jesus said, John eight thirty six. if the sun sets you free, you are free indeed. Paul said in Galatians 5, 1, it is for the sake of freedom that Christ set you free. He wants you free of the burden of reacting to everything that happens around you. He wants you to be free to hear his voice and follow him. My sheep know my voice, he said in John, and they follow me. He wants you to be free of having to try to conform to everything that society and culture says you're supposed to be thinking about. And, and, and this idea that whatever you feel is true and follow your heart and find your own way and live your truth and all that stuff, it doesn't lead to freedom. And so in September, I said, let's practice our way into freedom. Remember, we started this month with the Radical Mind Shift episode and the Road is Life episode. Is the road really life? And we talked about the difference between the Augustinian worldview which is get your loves in order and everything else will fall in order. Know what you love first. Everything else will start feeling right. You put your creator first. Everything else is going to fall in line versus the Freudian worldview, which is, hey, the reason you're unhappy is because people aren't letting you do what you feel like and you need to just pursue what you feel like, you know, sleep where you want, do what you want, eat what you want, sleep with who you want, call yourself what you want, whatever. That's what the world's telling us right now. And look what's happening around us, right? It doesn't make people happy. Yes, you're supposed to be free. Yes, you're supposed to be free. God came here so you could be free. But what does that mean? Now think about me as a guitar player for a second. I have absolute freedom to tune my strings however I want to. I have freedom to play the back of the guitar by pounding on it or smash it into the wall or just play one string all the time. I can, I'm free. I can do that if I want to. But if I do that... If I tune the strings to all kinds of weird notes and I, and, I, and I bang my guitar against the wall and slap the back of it and record all that and release it to you, is it going to sound like music? Is it going to sound pleasing to you? Are millions of people going to download my songs if I play like that? No. Why? Because I've ignored the things that make music work. Yes, I've exerted freedom. I've exercised freedom to do those things. But I haven't followed principles and guidelines that actually produce something that works called music, right? Because within music, if I discipline myself to practice and tune my guitar properly and learn better techniques and I live within that, those guidelines, then I'm free to create music that will be beneficial to everyone. And I'm, I'm exerting freedom, but I'm doing so with reasonable constraints that make everything better. And that's what your father wants for you. That's what your creator wants for you. I've given you a mind that can do anything, and I've given you free will and the ability to literally live however you want, but there's a path that will lead you to happiness, and there's a path that will lead you away from it. So what are you getting better at, friend? That's what we're going to do in Season 9. We're going to look hard at the science of how we use our minds for our own benefit. 
We're going to look hard at the science of how our brains work and how they're wired and how fearfully and wonderfully made we are so that we can become healthier and feel better and be happier by learning to change our minds. We're going to learn to transform our minds. A great physician does the work, right? We have to sign the consent form. I'm not saying you have to do it all yourself. I'm saying that if you learn to live within the constraints and guidelines that your father wants for you, that's when you become, as my friend Susie Larson says, fully alive. And understanding that what happens in your soul happens in your cells, understanding that thoughts become things, understanding that the way you think changes the entire way that your brain and your body work and even can change your generations, that becomes an incredible burden or an incredible superpower. We're running a race. We're on the road. We are on the road with St. Augustine or we're on the road with Jack Kerouac or we're on the road with Camus or somebody. You're on a road. Go back and listen to that episode from a few weeks ago, by the way, if you don't know what I'm talking about. It's a very helpful thought process. What are you on the road to and what kind of race are you running? If I was going to pick a theme song for season nine, it would be I'm Running the Race by my friend Tommy Walker. I'm going to play that in just a minute. It's clear that the way that we live our lives impacts other people and sets the tone for how our families and our generations turn out. And if you're struggling, if you're wondering why everything feels so hard all the time, maybe it's time to learn how your brain operates. Maybe it's time to really try to become healthier and feel better and be happier by finally doing things differently than you've done because what got you here won't get you there. And there really is a path to hope. It starts with remembering that God's done great things before. He's gotten you out of trouble before. He's helped other people before when the situation seemed impossible. And then it starts with moving towards something that's going to look a little bit like hope. Like, I can't feel it yet, but I'm going to move towards it. And then it's going to start becoming true in my life. And it's it's going to turn in to the true thing that he promised me. And we're going to keep running that race no matter what happens, no no matter what obstacles come at us. And I want you to get after it. Today is self-brain surgery Saturday. Hopefully it's a day of rest for you, but if you're working, if you're exercising, whatever you're doing, put this podcast on and think about some of the things that we've talked about. It's time to change our minds. It's time to change our lives. It's time to get after the neuroscience and smash it together with the faith so that we can become untouchable. We can become more resilient. We become healthier and feel better and be happier even today, but it's time to run the race, my friend. It's time to get after it, and the good news is you can start today. 1 Corinthians 9, 24 to 26 says, Do you not know that in the race all the runners run, but only one gets the prize? Run in such a way as to get the prize. Everyone who competes in the games goes into strict training. They do it to get a crown that will not last, but we do it to get a crown that will last forever. Therefore, I do not run like someone running aimlessly. I do not fight like a boxer beaten in.
Hey, thanks for listening. The Dr. Lee Warren Podcast is brought to you by my brand new book, Hope is the First Dose. It's a treatment plan for recovering from trauma, tragedy, and other massive things. It's available everywhere books are sold, and I narrated the audiobook if you're not already tired of hearing my voice. Hey, the theme music for the show is Get Up by my friend Tommy Walker, available for free at TommyWalkerMinistries.org. They are supplying worship resources for worshipers all over the world to worship the Most High God. And if you're interested in learning more, check out TommyWalkerMinistries.org. If you need prayer, go to the prayer wall at WLeeWarrenMD.com slash prayer, WLeeWarrenMD.com slash prayer, and go to my website and sign up for the newsletter, Self Brain Surgery, every Sunday since 2014, helping people in all 50 states and 60-plus countries around the world. I'm Dr. Lee Warren, and I'll talk to you soon. Remember, friend, you can't change your life until you change your mind. And the good news is you can start today.